Are you recording? Yes. I'm not sure. Okay. Then you want me to record? Wait. Let me test. Where is it? Okay. Now is that coming across on there? They'll be, they'll hear it. Yeah. See? Oh, so you might want to sit. For, are you? Is that how you're gonna sit during? The I show? don't know. How does it are look? Are we out of camera? No, you're both in, but it's like just the side of. I know. Head. It's really not not good. It's Get in a little bit more. That's perfect. How do I? Am I still in? You look great. Thank you, thank you, baby. I look great. That's perfect, Dad. We're sitting right now. Looks don't great. move, Mason's like, don't fucking move. No, you look great, really. Welcome to Can't Sleep Long. That's not the intro. I'm not even recording yet. Should I start? No, do you? Yeah, for sure start. Okay, hold on. I didn't say clap yet. I'm recording. Now. Stop it. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Don't stop. I just stopped it. He can just, I could sync up the second clap. Dude, you tell me when hit record, bitch. Hit record right now. Three, two, one. We're recording our video. All right, now I want the you to turn on. toward the camera. Hit the camera's the on. Good job. Okay. You should be able to sync that up. I'm looking at the camera. I don't know which hole's the camera, and I'm talking. You can see my voice. Sync it up. I will sync it up. You can see up. my lips moving. You can't see my voice. I will sync up the audio. With the video. <laughs> Can we do this? <laughs> 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 never All met right. two guys that want to hear I'm themselves talk water. more than you two. It's just still in the water. So. Uh, was this going to shit? And we're going to jump right into the show here, folks. Whoa. Okay. Man. You're going rogue here, my dude. Did you start the show? <laughs> no, let's just do it. Cameron right. has the intro right there. <clears throat> I'll, I'll read the intro. I'm going to read the fucking intro. Chill. Come on. Careful, don't move the table around too much. Oh, uh, did I drop my notes? Have, we'll just have a conversation. Fuck this. These are the backbone. I'm just going to talk to you guys. It's so easy. <laughs> Make segments. Fuck, let's just have a conversation. <laughs> Within the confines okay. of these numbers. Ready? I love this, so I'm glad we're doing this. Are, guys. are you? Are, are you going to? Are we recording? Yes, we're, about we're recording. To. Both are recording. Okay, so are we going to start here, or are we just going to jump right in? Five seconds of silence. <laughs> Nothing's doing? funny, dude. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, five, no, Dad. I got it. You scrolled on that. Yep, I know I did. Wait, what do you mean? I moved the. That's fine. I can move it. <sighs> I'm a little worried. Why? I kind of have to pee. I'm afraid <laughs> Go pee! Get fired. Are I'm, you serious? I'm a this little worried. This fucking guy. <laughs> I just don't want to get 45 minutes in and be like. <laughs> 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 All right, just keep it. Dad is, Dad is fucking like, these people are abusing me. Are we gonna are we gonna start the show? Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to zone in and be professional. So what are we doing? Am I, you want me to read? We're doing pleasure watching. I'll introduce pleasure watching. So what do what do you want me to do? Nothing. No, you're gonna talk about you go first. 
How am I going to go first? I'm going to say, so Matt, what was your pleasure watching for the week? Uh, okay. You know? No. <laughs> Should be good. Is that fan on? May, is that fan on? Turn it off. No, nothing's on. Okay, good. I feel air blowing on me. From the air conditioning. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right, the recording still the recording's still going. I have my notes. We're recording the audio. Take this thing. This is the right one. All right. You guys look like a couple of sexy motherfuckers. Ready? Hey insomniacs. Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep, as always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt, and we're back again. And let's jump right into it. We're going to get into the first segment of the show. This is a segment we've created. It's called Pleasure Watching, where we talk about what we've been watching, listening to, and gaming with over the, <laughs> <laughs> gaming with. Over gaming the past with. week. This is Pleasure Watching. Pleasure Watching. All right. <laughs> that was my voice. You, you like that a little too much. So, Matt, yep. what was your pleasure watching during this past the week? The first uh, thing I like to talk about is a show called uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a show on Amazon.com right now, Prime Video. It's based on a 1950s uh, woman whose husband walks out on her, and she starts learning to do stand-up. And mm -hmm. she's introduced into a lot of famous characters, and part of New York with Lenny Bruce and during the time where they were actually arresting comics on stage for lewd comments and using profanity, for them, right? And for using profanity. Yeah, I saw you watching the show. It looked yeah. pretty interesting, and, and actually. And it's actually really, really good. I was shocked mm -hmm. how well it's written and how funny it is. It's is it based on a true story? Uh, no, I don't no, think so. No, it's totally fictional. They're, they're inter interacting with real characters throughout history and through New York at that time, and it's a lot of really good actors. So it's like a historical fiction based on 1950s comedy? Yeah, female, stand female yeah. stand. -up. That is crazy. And the thing that hurt my feelings the most was I watched a bit of the show, and she was the funniest st female stand-up I've ever seen. Yeah, including real life, which was kind of fucked up. But well, yeah, but it's actually really good. <laughs> Give it. Well, uh, there are a lot of like there are a lot of great female stand-ups. Sarah out there. Silverman. Sarah Silverman. Eliza Schlesinger. Um, I can't think. Of who. Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings is very good. Has she done much stand-up? She's yeah, done she's some done before. Some. She does a lot of stand-up. Mm -hmm. She's doing it again. Oh, Tom Segura's wife. What's her name? She's pretty Christina good. Christina P. Yeah, let's call her Christina P. But, but. I think that's cr incredible that they're promoting this Mrs. Maisel who's stepping up in a role that was... It still is heavily male-dominated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to go in an era as restricted as the 1950s, yikes. Good for yeah. her. And it just... Goes in and in, in and out through her entire life. Um, right now, like I said, her husband just walked out on her at the point I'm at, and she was arrested twice already for uh, being up on stage and cursing and using profanity. So it's actually pretty good. The show seemed good. I mean, there was a lot of awkwardness on stage because she was one of the, like the not only one of the first female comedians, but she brought in a lot of her personal life into her act on stage. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, like her wife, uh, not, not her husband walking out on her and all this stuff. Well, yeah. she's still learning to be a comedian. Yeah, she's, you can see her evolving, too. So the writing's pretty good. Yeah, they'll fall back onto their personal mm -hmm. life. What are you watching, Cam? 
actually, I was looking on the show notes. I'm quite interested in what you put down for your pleasure watching, Mason. I'm unashamed. Let's dive I'm into unashamed. this. I'm unashamed. I'm watching Gilmore Girls. I'm watching through it with my girlfriend. <laughs> okay. okay. That's the only sentence that could have justified that. I no, just no, no. To... It was her idea, but I'm halfway through the fifth season, and I'm digging that shit. Really? It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's a good show. I enjoy it. Um, the main characters are by far the most annoying of the bunch. Really? You have, yeah, you have Lorelai Gilmore and Rory Gilmore. She goes by Rory. Her name is also Lorelai. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm it's Lorelai and Lorelai Gilmore, right? Wow. Uh, Lorelai Gilmore had her daughter when she was 16. She comes from a very wealthy family, Richard and Emily Gilmore. He, sell, he is like a high up in an insurance company, so they're very, very well off. She gets pregnant at the age of 16. She's like destined to go to an Ivy League school and do great things, but they talk about shipping her off to this pregnant girl's home, and things go south for her really fast. And that, so what do you like about the show? What's making you draw to it, to watch um, it in your free time? Okay, well, I really like um, Lorelai's main love interest in the show, Luke, Luke Danes. Well, it's apparent from the beginning of this. I'm not ruining anything. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, I mean, it's been off the air for a while too. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's super show. old show. It's a super old show. So yeah. it's right now like, uh, the show is in like the year 2003. So it's an old ass show, and, but it's popular. I mean, there's a podcast on iTunes dedicated to dudes sitting around talking about Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. Yeah. So uh, aren't there famous actresses or actors from it also? Um, none that you would really not none that have worked a lot in excessive amount. But they're famous because of Gilmore. But Girls. they're famous because of Gilmore because it's, it's such a big sh- show. Yeah, the show because ran so long. Because even though I haven't watched it, I've heard many things about. it. Yeah, it, it spanned like seven mm-hmm. seasons, so all of those actors are well off because yeah. of it. But it, it's a good show. I mean, Luke Danes keeps me in it. He's a very good character because he's got he's got a lot of depth. I mean, he's a rich character and he's interesting. He's like the super grumpy diner owner and he's very funny. And then uh, Richard uh, Richard Gilmore, Lorelai's father, he's just a genuinely good person. And I, Lorelai bugs the shit out of me, dude. She's like a mid-30s, but she's got the emotional maturity of like a 16-year-old still because that's when she like walked out on her parents and decided to raise Rory on her own. But... I'm going off on the show. We're just takes into the family tree. (laughs) Right down that rabbit hole. No, but it's a good show. Uh, You provided a pretty good defense. (laughs) It's a good show. I'll allow it. You should. Who's the the chef at the the diner? Oh, that's the famous chick. Yeah. Oh, what's her fucking name? Oh my god. Who is Mike and Molly? From Mike and Molly, the big girl. Heavy set. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. There you go. Yeah, she's the one one famous. I did remember her name. Yeah, Suki St. James in the show. Yeah. Okay. She's like the biggest star to come out of that show, basically. By far, yeah. Now, let okay. me tell you about the two things so. I've been watching over this past week that have been giving me much pleasure. There's this new series on Netflix. It's called Godless. It's about a town of women oh, in the Wild yeah. West oh, yeah. yes. where all the men died in an yep. accident. In a mine. So, yeah, in a mine. So yep. it's a town of all women and they're badass yep. bitches. Yeah. We're talking about they're strapped to the hip in these old style dresses, mm-hmm. just like in the old <laughs> movies. No, you know what I'm saying? No. I just They're in those like I, feather cage dresses pulling out six shooters. It's badass. Is that the show that Donald Cerrone makes an appearance in? Yes. Yeah, that's that's how I heard about it. And it's it's really good. I'm actually shocked. Uh, you know, when I first heard the premise, I was like, we'll see how it goes, but I've been liking <laughs> it a lot. It's gritty. And then the second show I've been watching has been a favorite of mine for a long time. Haven't ever talked about it on the show. Peaky. Peaky fucking blinders. It's the Peaky Blinders. Dude, you recently explained to me what Peaky Blinders meant. I haven't seen the show, but it's pretty interesting. So the Peaky Blinders is a gang in England in the olden times. Olden times. I don't know. It's somewhere around the antebellum. After Jesus died? (laughs) But... 
before, before the, the iPhone. Yeah. Before the end of the world. Yeah. And this gang was called the Peaky Blinders because they wore those um, cabbie caps. Right. Right? And there were razor blades in the... In the top of the cap. In the top of the cap. And they would take them off and slash people's eyes with them. I had no idea. That's why they were called the Peaky Blinders. And this show is gritty. It's great. It's like Boardwalk Empire with twice the action. Yeah. So I like it a lot. I've been digging that. Two Netflix shows bring in the heat. Yeah. Netflix is killing it. And I guess that's what's giving me pleasure throughout the week. I was really enjoying this. Yeah. It's good stuff to watch. By far, man. So if you guys want to catch those... Get some pleasure for yourselves. We encourage it. So, Gilmore Girls for me. You've been watching The Marvelous... What Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel, Godless, and Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. But that brings us to the next segment, Social Media Moments. Moments. Yes. And in Social Media Moments, we like to sort through our own feed and find some memorable quotes and tweets and Instagrams from the past couple of posts and find some juicy stories to talk about on the podcast where can they find us on social media by the way oh it's csws podcast i'm glad you asked me oh. i forgot <laughs> subscribe 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 <laughs> all right so i'm gonna get into the first story that i found to be the most interesting i love it yeah when you have two corporations on twitter that get into a little heated battle and back they tweet and back and forth funny comments i love that and the first story i noticed was monster and red bull getting into it all right and as you can tell i'm a huge fan of monster we have cans all over the place it's awesome i love the drink we'd like to get some please (laughs) we would love to get some but (laughs) that's beside the point so monster gaming posted a picture of a couple of pallets of like their absolutely zero flavors and monster rehab and like jokingly to their customers they were like oh where should we send these and red bull tweeted at monster gaming and showed a picture of a garbage can it's a dumpster said trash on it it's a giant dumpster (laughs) and monster did not take kindly to this they saw it as a front to the brand so in an act of fun and uh trying to poke some fun at red bull they said sorry we can't deliver to your house I love that. I just want to hit air horn sounds as fast as I can right now. This just is the great kind of stuff I like where it's two corporations Mm -hmm. taking the kitty glove, putting the kitty gloves on and just duking it on the internet. It feels like there should be a mom joke in there. There should, yeah. I feel like these are just a few mass communication majors who are really like putting that degree to work. I was going to say, usually I think social media manager is like a joke job, but when they're this good at it, I'll pay them. Yeah. And then the other one I really liked was Old Spice and Taco Bell. So old, I know, right? <laughs> Such a diverse brand. Odd. I love it's that. It's very odd. But old Old Spice was tweeting out about how uh, one of uh, Taco Bell's sauces was like this fiery sauce wasn't actually made with real fire, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. that's false advertising." <laughs> so Taco Bell tweets back at Old Spice, "Is your deodorant actually made with Old Spices?" Old Spice, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I just couldn't. I'm, I, it's great. It's great because we like. Talk about one of the most self-aware brands in Taco Bell. Exactly. They have embraced what they are. The place where drunk slog through at 2 a.m. to, to get, get a taco. They know what they are. They know Soft that food's shell. unhealthy. <laughs> they don't claim to be healthy. Exactly. No, no. With the fried chicken taco shell. Yeah. I love that. And then the last Layers one I really cheese. enjoyed was Arby's and Pharrell. Oh, yes. It's oh so my funny. God. If you guys know Pharrell, he's that guy who sang that song for Minions, right? Yeah. Yeah. He wears this. He wears this ridiculous hat on one of the carpets, be it gold or red. I think it was the Grammys or the VMAs. Bigger than his head. Well, he wears this. I don't even know what you would call that. What kind of hat is that? Uh, he looks like Smokey the Bear. You know, I always picture him when he wears that. Only you can prevent forest fires. That is exactly what it <laughs> looks true, like. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, Arby's tweeted at him, "Hey, we'd like our hat back." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And now, if you if you Google search Arby's hat, Pharrell comes up. Yeah, he'll yeah. pop up. He'll pop it. right it's pretty up. Pretty goofy, and I'm not gonna lie, looks like the Arby's hat. It does. It looks ridiculous. It and is I, their logo. And I know more than often, artists are trying to push the envelope with being iconic and on the cutting edge of fashion. I think this is a huge miss, and I kind of like the tongue in cheek humor that these corporations are bringing to the table. Well, I mean, yeah, especially in a day and age where social media is like the forefront of advertising. Do you know what I mean? Like that's where you can reach the most people quickly. And seeing these companies adapt to that is refreshing to say the least. So those are our social media moments. You can find those stories on our Instagram, Twitter, at CSWS podcast guys. So just stay in touch there. Hit those up. But next comes one of the more meaty segments in our show. It is the one big story. So fucking big. <laughs> All right. And on the one big story, we, story. we pick one story from the week that has overshadowed a lot uh, of the other stories in the media and focus in on it and discuss it. Well, so what is the big story for this week? Well, the big story from this week is Disney buys out Fox. $52 billion. Jesus. They buy all of their theatrical and all of their series, television, movie IPs. It'll leave Fox with Fox Sports 1 and Fox News. It's two of their cheapest divisions and requires the less uh, effort and capital put in to get the most money back for their for their products and for their commercializing. So Fox is going to hang on to those two divisions, and they've given everything away. Everything from The Simpsons, X-Files, The Family Guy, all the way out to the X-Men, Fantastic Four. If you imagine it, you think it. It's it was sold off to Disney, and that was one of the weird things, right? When this this bio went through, the only thing people were talking about was X Men, X Men, X Men. Mm-hmm. When they don't realize how big uh, 20, 25th Century Fox, oh my gosh, Fox, Aliens, it has everything, FX, everything. Predator. There's it was literally Disney and Fox, and then Disney just consumed. It Fox. just did, and there's so many IPs under that label. It's it's disgusting. The level of crossover possibilities are insane, and it's crazy to me that people are just focusing focusing on the X. But it's it's not even really the crossover. You got to imagine Disney bought Star Wars. Now, that's everything everybody's talking about. And now we're literally going to have a main Star Wars and and then a side story every other year Mm. until the end of time, basically. Uh, They keep making that type of money. To make that money. And they spent $6 billion. Only six, like I should say, only, but only six billion to buy Lucas Films. They spent fifty-two billion. It seems cheap to compared buy to this. Fox. Exactly, because you know what that means. Get ready, folks, because now they're going to be pushing out Predator, Aliens. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be bringing all these pictures out. They will be doing crossovers, and everything will be rewritten, well, I mean, recast, repackaged, and they'll be pushing it back out again. It is important to note that this has to still go through governmental approval. Yes, and they're expected to be tied up in courts for about a year getting this processed completely. Because yeah. it looks like, if you look at all of the studios. Disney is the IP titan. I mean, it, it looks is, like a monopoly. It is now the big swinging dick in Hollywood. Yeah, We're talking about far. production. It owns yeah. Pixar. It owns all of these subsidiaries that are massive film corporations on their own, film studios on their own. Yeah. And it's under that umbrella corporation. And, and we did talk about this before when we were doing stories on streaming wars. And we always said, who's going to win streaming wars? Exactly. And, and now it, Disney it, owns Hulu. Yeah. and Which is an interesting part of this deal. Yes, because Fox owns controlling interest in Hulu. And it really does leave a few options for what's going to happen to Hulu. 
Yeah, they could actually force out the other partners within Hulu and completely dissolve the surface. They could keep it up and running as it is to serve as a competitor in the market for Netflix. Or they could actually take the IP off of that platform and put it on their, their Disney streaming service that they're preparing mm. to launch soon. And originally when we were talking about the streaming, streaming wars, we thought Disney was going to be kind of this tangential service when they announced it at D- Yeah, they would just DX hold 26. Disney movies, like the animated movies you we, see. We yeah, thought but- you would go there for Marvel and animated movies, but now... Now it holds so many back catalogs of shows. I know. This is a series contender on level with Netflix. It looks like Disney, Disney Go, Netflix, and everyone else is vying for third place. But you have to remember one division they are going to do. Back in the 80s, what they did is anything that was Disney but was an R or PG-13 was under Touchtone or some other name. So you got to remember, remember what they can this. do. I remember this. What they can do for Disney, they can actually use Handmaiden's Tales, all their R features, R movies, everything that they don't, you know, dignify as the Disney brand. Mm-hmm. They can keep Hulu up and running and just send it there, and that way they can keep their shiny image as Disney, you know, the most fantastic place on earth, the happiest place on earth, and everything that's an R rated or. Uh, maybe a, an edgy, more edgy type of thing, sexual content or whatever, they can leave up on Hulu. Just like, got to remember, that's what Fox was doing. What they would do is they had FX, and then they had their Fox channels. Mm-hmm. It was the same way of doing it. You and don't it think really they is, would pull that into Disney Go to bring in an older demographic? No, because it gives them an out. Because uh, got to remember, when, when a family is sitting down to a streaming service and they're looking at the different yeah, options, they don't want something to come up like, you know, something racy, yeah. and you you have a lot of people that are sitting there in family features. They're not going to want to see that. Even and a mainstream movie like Deadpool that has gratuitous nudity exactly. in some of the scenes, you don't want necessarily being under that Disney banner. Nope. I mean, it was argued uh, about Pirates of the Caribbean being under the Disney yes. banner, if you guys remember that, because it had some racy scenes. Very no racy. nudity whatsoever. Just references to sex. And people were like, should this be a Disney film? Should it be under the same branch as The Princess That's and the Frog? That's crazy to me. And it works for them, you know what I mean? And now, especially because they acquired Fox, who was starting to take chances with a lot of R-rated movies and Logan, Deadpool, and the like, I'm super interested to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Because you have to keep in mind, even though this is nearing what looks like a monopoly, they are so efficient. They are so good at delivering what the fans want. Yeah, and I think this gives them another outlet for that, that keeps them, you know, in their pristine image. Yeah, but if you want to check... Here's what I would say. If you want to check Disney during this whole merger thing, go and uh, get hyped for the other studios that are doing great things. With Sony getting ready to hype up its Spawn and Venom movies. Oh, no, no, sorry. Spawn is Blumhouse, right? Yes, Spawn is going to be Sorry, Spawn is Blumhouse and Venom is Sony. Sorry. Yes. But do you think any of those studios even stand a chance? To Disney, I think that that's a, that's a blip on well, the radar. I, I do because the one the one that I do is I think Amazon's going to be coming along. Like you said, it's going to be it's always going to be Disney now. Amazon is the only thing and that then, can compete, and then it'll be Netflix because they have the they have the capital, the capital, and and that's going to be your third option. You're right. I think it's it's A and then A one, and then it's going to be right below them. It, we always just talk about big big three was ABC, CBS, and NBC when I was a kid, and now it's going to be it's going to be Disney. 
Netflix, and then Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And that's really where it's going to go. Because you got to remember, there was a huge lawsuit, and it's still going on right now between uh, uh, The Walking Dead and all the producers that were involved in that show. Yeah, Made them that. over half a billion dollars, close to a billion dollars. And now producers are now suing the show, and they've left the show. And one of the producers who was in from the beginning is currently over and left and gone to work for Amazon. And he's reorganizing their entire content uh, content stream. So that's what's really going on there. Hmm. Big so things in the actually, super It's actually pretty interesting. We, we gave you kind of the main head uh, bullet points, but I would suggest... There's yes. one more part. I don't want to interrupt. Oh, I uh, forgot we were talking about this the pre-show. This is the, the thing that you held, withheld from us. Uh, yeah, well, I, that was the part about the touchstones, but you have to remember what's going to happen also. This is great for... All of us consumers out there, but the one part people have to remember is they're not keeping two production companies. They're not keeping two illustrating companies. Yeah, because they they're not filming exactly. They're not going to keep two crews to do the filming. They're not going to do that. Uh, they're estimating between five and ten thousand people are going to lose their jobs out of this too. Wow. Well, that that's the sad so, part. It is part, of and it, especially so. in Hollywood where you had very talented people at Fox, for them to be out on the street is pretty crazy. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But maybe that frees on. up a lot of talent for the other studios. Uh, it, it'll be something to see, and we'll have to wonder what it is. And But I, I really feel, like you said, it's got to go through Congress, but it's going to be interesting because I think we're really turning the whole thing and the whole age to where uh, we've cut the cords. Um, we're off cable uh, we're off regular television, and now we're on to more of the streaming and everything. But the problem with that is net neutrality has now come into play. Yeah. Yes. That's so very true. And that's, this could get very dicey with ISPs and packages. Just People things, might have to decide. Just as things were starting to free up and get better, I thought, as a consumer, then they dropped the other shoe and the net neutrality. Again. Yeah. So instead of being able to enjoy all of these services, you might have to pick and choose with your ISP. Which one you want to run fast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, thanks, Ajit Pai. Yeah, Just right. as okay. things look, you know, the break of dawn, here it comes again. So, But a, a, a great this story. This is such an interesting and deep story. We gave you the main bullet points, but I suggest you check out the New York Times did a really great article on this. So did the Washington Post. They take you through a bullet point by bullet point of the deal. Mm-hmm. I would go check those articles out. You could find some links on our social media. Matt tweets about that all yeah, the time. Yeah, they're always there, and it's it's ongoing. Like Cameron said, it's going to go through Congress first. Uh, 18 to 24 months to file it out. Uh, they're still in preliminary talks. They're saying that every, all the deals they have in place with all previous companies as far as where their IPs are at and where they're streaming at, such as you do know there's some Disney products and Lucasfilm products that are on Netflix and some other services will be there for the next two years. Mm-hmm. We said that before in streaming wars. Over the next three three years, things would change. It's funny how we said that then because when we started our cast about a year ago, maybe not even about six months ago, mm-hmm. we said it would be over the next two to three years. Well, we had no idea Disney was going to buy Fox in that time, but it looks like our time frame was right on. Yeah, that's, so, how, it's, that's how it's appearing. Uh, yeah, like in three years, and then what will happen is everything should pan its way out, and then we'll start to see. And at that time, I don't want to get political. Well, we might have somebody else in office that might change net neutrality back. Hopefully they change net and neutrality. And then it'll be all for the consumer again, which will be a great thing. You know, Maybe we'll pick three. Generally, people have three services. You know, Most of the world has Netflix and Hulu. You talk to people walking down the street, that's the norm. And they'll throw in a CBS or an HBO or HBO Go, yeah. Uh, but but that's generally how things are going right now. 
now to say we're going to withdraw our sights from the Streaming Wars battlefield and yeah, dive into some... Pretty heated topic, getting something more fun. <laughs> yeah. Dive into some film actor birthdays. I think we have our happy birthday segment. I like this. This is all good vibes. Good vibes. Good energy. Hit us up with them. Okay, so uh, happy birthday to Samuel L. Jackson. Born Samuel to Sam- L. Jackson. Born Sam- Sammy Jackson. Sammy J, as I call him. <laughs> Born December 21st, 1948, 69 years old. Giggity. Uh, his last great, <laughs> great film that I really liked was Hitman's Bodyguard, if anyone got a chance that to see that. That man was 68 in that movie. He yeah. looked he was phenomenal. Killing he was killing it. He looks uh, 67. Yep. <laughs> no, okay, he, he looks really young. God. He looks really young. And he's currently working on Son of Shaft. Uh, they, that they, looks good. They're doing a remake. And Son of Shaft. Out. Son of yes. Shaft. That's what's coming Can out you now. guess my favorite Samuel Jackson quote? Ding, timer's done. English motherfucker, do you speak it? I'm yeah. tired of all these motherfucking snakes on oh. this motherfucking plane. <laughs> okay. That's my favorite. Great. Okay. James. Was that him? <laughs> yeah. That was him. Yeah. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> I was just. How sad is my life? I my favorite line from that movie is, my dick, a snake's <laughs> on my dick. <laughs> That's not Sam Jackson. Though. No, it's not. It's okay. not. <laughs> it's from the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Our next one is Jane Fonda. Uh, she was born December 21st, 1937, 80 years old. Jane Fonda, who are you? Yeah. Dude, she, who no, are she's you? the original MILF. Are you who kidding? Are you? I don't yeah. know who that is. She well, was right. the heartthrob of the 60s and 70s, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Barbarella film. She did all those. Right now, she's currently. You're shaking your head like you Google old, hot old bitches. No, no, no. no. Girls she was an amazing actress. She, well, well, not, well, let's not get crazy. She was a good actress for her day. Um, right Jeez. now, she's like, slow down. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> Settle down. Uh, right now, she's in a show that actually is getting great reviews. It's uh, Grace and Frankie. It's on Netflix about uh, two older ladies who own a sex toy factory. Oh, that's the one on Netflix. I think I've actually I, seen just, a couple episodes wow. of this later. Hey, you know they're on Netflix? I just no, said I that. scrolled past and it's one with a dildo on the front. I'm like, what there is you that? go. I can't Grace, be seen watching. Grace this. and Frankie. I might that's have to check that from. out. The next one is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I know. I read this. It's his full name, name is Jacob, Jacob Benjamin, Benjamin Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I, I glanced at that. I was like, who the fuck? Who is this? That? I did the same thing. But yep, born December nineteenth, nineteen eighty. I just want to say I graduated nineteen eighty four. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so he is 37 years old, born in Los Angeles, California. His last movie? Stronger. You know what blew my Depressing mind? Depressing as shit. That yeah, movie. not a good movie. Jesus. You know what blew my mind? He is 37. 37. He looks he, great. And by the way, there is buzz that he is the man who will replace Ben Affleck yeah, as, as Batman. Batman. There are rumors on the street. Let me tell you, you, I'm ready for the. It's Jill either Hall him Bat. or the guy from Mad Men, or it's or it's oh, wait, John, John Ham, John Ham. He'd be a great he fucking like Batman. Batman. And also the guy, I'm trying to think of his name. He was just in the What's Punisher, who played the villain to John Bernthal. I've seen The Punisher. Oh, um, he got. He, he played name, Billy Russo. Know. Billy Russo. Uh, that's the other guy they're talking about, possibly to be Batman. But I think his name is Ben Barnes in real yeah, life. That's it, Ben Barnes, and he's English too, I believe. Nice pull. Four hundred IQ. And now the next one is Steven Spielberg. And you were talking about having the biggest dick in Hollywood. There oh my go. God! You know, I heard it's actually. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> Not literally. You hacked into the cloud? <laughs> no, we're talking part about... part of the fappening? We're, no, we're Steven, talking about... Old Stevie? We're talking about their film history. Come on now. He's put on some of the biggest production films and has Ever. one of the biggest production films coming down the pipe right Ever. now. He was such a big producer uh, producer and director, he told all the studios to go F themselves and he came up with DreamWorks. 
Oh, that's cool, man. You gotta yeah, remember it's hard to come time, up with DreamWorks on a whim. He just yeah. walked away from everybody and started his own studio. That's pretty big. He's like, I'm working on this project. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be pretty and big. And you wanted the true masterpiece of DreamWorks? Shrek. Shrek. Donk! Dude. Yeah. He stole yes. the thunder. Donk it! Yes. What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> We're Shrek, but that's okay. That was the pancakes. No, it's waffles. I know. He's oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, and Steven Spielberg's next movie is going to be Ready Player One. He's born December 18th, 1946. He's 71 years old. You look it. (laughs) That's about right. This is about right. Next one, our last one for the week is Catherine Winnick from Vikings. She's a hardcore uh, actress. She played Lagertha on Vikings. Oh, Lagertha. Lagertha. Are you sure that's how you pronounce it? Lagatha. I like Lagertha because oh, like, like and, and this is the best part. You know what my pronunciations are like. Pronunciations? <laughs> no. Lagatha is prettier than Lagertha. I liked Lagertha. <laughs> I liked Lagertha because it sounded strong. Pronunciations. Strong. She's a Viking woman. Yes. Viking woman. Uh, actually, she is a. Uh, she has. She knows taekwondo or jujitsu. She. Uh, Those are very different. No, no, because I, I remember reading about her when I was looking up the article. She actually was an all, uh, not an All-American, but she was in the World Championships. For? Judo? For, uh, judo. Oh, she doesn't know judo. I think oh, she knew okay. judo. Yeah. Closer judo, to right. jiu-jitsu. December 17th, 1977. She's 40 years old. She looks great for 40. Yep. Does she? From Ontario, Canada. Does she? <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen her. Gloria. Vikings. Know. Give oh. it a shot. Vikings. I'll check it out. On the History Channel. I'm going to hop right on that. season right now, and she's on the show. And that leaves us to our next next part of the segment. And next Quote of the week. Quote, quote of, of the week. week. Bringing you wisdom, oh. quote by quote. Yeah, I'm going to screw this up. I'll read it. Right Will you read <laughs> I'll it? read it. Thank Don't worry about it. All right. Our quote of the week comes from Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. The ever so wise. He created Jeet Kune Do. A very cool martial art. Yes. Very cool martial art. It combined techniques across all sports. Yes. So he had like fencing moves in there. He was focused in every sport and how it applied to martial arts. Yeah. Fun fact, he analyzed all martial arts, but then when he ran into jujitsu and wrestling combined, he realized how vulnerable his his traditional martial martial arts were. were. And he could see that. And that's why people claim that he weren't aware of the takedown. Yes. And then once he figured that out and he started talking about it openly, people considered him the first mixed martial artist. Yeah, he's widely known as the first mixed martial artist. Well, anyway, the quote of the week, it's not about what happens. It's about your reaction to what happens that matters. Great quote. That is amazing. Isn't that a great quote? quote? Think about this guy. He was so young when he died, yet there's a plethora of amazing quotes. The legacy left behind in such a short time. And his philosophy was just so great in life. I think he was... uh, Around like forty when he died. I'm not sure of his age. I'm not sure. I thought he was. I don't, I don't think he was mid thirties. Mid thirties. But he came 40. into his doctor and people said that he had this really fit complex. Like his doctor said, he had the body of like a 21 year old when he was in his thirties. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the quote of the week. Dun, dun, dun. So moving into the next segment. This brings us to coming next. Coming next is a segment where we talk about what's coming next on the channel, what we're reviewing next, what's coming out in Hollywood, just keeping you involved in the scene. Yes. Our first one we're going to look at are films that we want to review next. Currently out right now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It just dropped today, I think it was. Yes. And we'll Bright. be talking about this movie later on the, in the show as well. Yes, Bright. Fantastic movie. Starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Great. It was just fantastic. 
Next is we'll be going over The Punisher with John Bernthal. Bernthal, yes. You nailed it. Yeah, we, we always used to say I his name, Berenthal. Berenthal. Berenthal, I always do that. But, but you got it this time. I'm glad you guys didn't, you know, let it go. <laughs> I know. And didn't bring it up. You, you, I saw Conrad at me. I didn't let it go yeah, by. No. So. But John Bernthal absolutely killed this role. I'm excited for the review. That'll give you a little sneak peek into what my rating will be. I'm yeah. excited to watch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. Next one is going to be... The great, the the wonderful, the fantastic, worldwide, the controversial, the worldwide earner of six hundred and forty million dollars, the Justice League movie. Why do you the announce f- it like that? <laughs> is it not that good? I haven't no, seen it. It's just the media calls it the first ever six hundred million dollar flop. Flop. Oh come on! I know. Thank you very much. So that's basically how I feel about that. Well, those are <laughs> we're going to be reviewing those. Yeah, I'm super excited for those because we picked some that have controversies some that are widely accepted as being amazing and then bright which just came about is extremely controversial and polarizing on the mm, internet right now yeah. so i think our interview will give some people some insight one of the into first the whole situation 90 million dollar films released and dropped on the internet on a streaming platform streaming that's pretty platform. remarkable you would need 9 million people to sign up for that $10 a month payment just to get that money back and break even. Unbelievable. Can you imagine you spent $90 million on a movie? You got Will Smith in it, though. That's yeah. crazy. And Joel Edgerton. The fact that they were able not. to pull down those two actors it blows my mind. Unbelievable. Well, everybody has a Netflix, so. Yep, the world. Now, to notify you of some movies that are coming out that some of us may find interesting, I know Cameron is uh, chomping at the bit to watch this first film, Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> it, yes. it's coming summer of 2018 finally the sequel coming to the next. amazing musical that glorified the music of abba i liked i uh, here's oh. the thing uh, let me paint the picture of when i first saw mama he made Mia. me include this by the way <laughs> i was a young it was a little stressful i was a young impressionable kid and we were going to me and mason were going to the movies with our grandmother and she was like let's go see that mama mia Let's let's go. I didn't know what it was. It's Meryl Streep. I knew it was about a woman who was rather loose. <laughs> oh my god! She was what? What do she you didn't mean? Know. She didn't know who the fucking dad was. It was the summer of love. Yeah, she Any was old as shit. Say it right though. She didn't know who her baby's her baby's daddy, daddy was. was. <laughs> uh, she had three options. Three options. I really this movie shocked me. I expected it was going to suck. Meryl Streep actually did a great job. Yeah, but the guys couldn't sing. The guys could not sing. I especially, love Pierce Brosnan. Especially Colin but his Firth. was hysterical. Colin, Colin Firth was Oh, bad. Pierce Colin Brosnan was, was really funny to me. Yeah. It's sad that we're, we're all like that thrilled with me, but we've all seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch the second one. I'll put it this way. I'm going to see the second one. Amanda Siegfried, who played the daughter. Uh, Seyfried. Siegfried. Siegfried. She's back. Siegfried. Do you, do you know who, who they added to the cast? Who? You guys didn't hear? Tom Cruise. Cher. Share. Oh, that's maybe not. Guess as who good she's anyway. playing? Mama Mia, the Mama Mia, and Mama Mia. Too. Grandma. The grandma. Oh my God. Great grandma. Isn't she words, just as old as what's her face? Meryl Streep, but yeah. she's playing Meryl Streep's mom. I actually like that addition. It'll be kind of funny, like John Travolta playing the wife. And you think that would hurt her feelings? Nah, like she cashed. You a just check. said that that was like John Travolta playing the wife in Hairspray. Because it's so hyperbolic. Like Cher's not a great grandmother. You know what I'm saying? But she's like still John a woman. Travolta's not a woman. Yeah, she's <laughs> still a woman. It'd be like if she were playing the husband, like the grandfather. Either way, I'm excited. These guys are haters. Mom haters. Too looks I'm not to a- I watched we that watched shit. it. I watched it. Anyway, Netflix. Netflix is dark. I don't know how many of you guys have seen that yet, but it's already being renewed for a second, second season. season. 
Already. The rumor on the street is we're going to start watching the series because the rumor on the street is better than Stranger Things. Well, here's it's foreign. The, it's foreign. I well, know that's it's German. Th- that's the biggest thing. This is the first series that Netflix has greenlit that's not a US, US based series mm-hmm. and put its own money into. You know how like they did uh, um, Mine Hunters. They dropped it here, was made here, financed it through Netflix, everything was produced mm-hmm. and it was bought and paid for. Now this is a German based uh, show. It's been produced. They liked it so much. It's dubbed, redubbed in two different languages. Th- I think three actually. And now it's done so well. Yeah, the viewership's outstanding. It's up. Netflix is green lit. Now, this is one thing Disney does not have mm-hmm. and Amazon does not have. Netflix is worldwide. It's global. Yeah. Global. So when you talk about the first global channel that's on the planet, it's Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, And then there's... I don't know how you guys feel about this, but there is a potential Office reboot looming out there. Yes. I can already see the headlines now. Fans rage as The Office is remade. You have such a dedicated fandom there. I think it's so volatile. How many seasons was that on for? It's got to be seven. Forever. So many. I don't More even than know. that. I would guess ten. Well, the big reason they're doing that is because you know one Grace has come back. I didn't know about that. One That's Grace ridiculous. is back. You love that too, Mama Mia Boy. Okay, that was this is my middle school phase. I watched some weak ass movies. I'm gonna oh, be come honest. Come on, your sister loved it. This everybody <laughs> loved it. Your sister did love it, and everybody watched that freaking show. This, I've watched it. I thought it was extremely funny. It's in a lot of parts. It is, and you know what? It got rebooted. It's on. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, oh, and Disney it's owns killing that shit now. it. Yep. And you know what? It, it, it it's doing very very well. It's uh, it's uh, got nominated for some Emmys, Plus, and it's it's killing it. It really is. It, it was a f- it was the first show that kind of pushed the LGBT thing to the front without using it as a sheer comedy device the whole time. It wasn't. They weren't stereotypical yeah. gays all the time on that show. It kind no. of humanized. I, well, it just gay it, people in film, and I actually really like it. No, it made it seem show. normal. I mean, it, which it really they does are. Work. They are exactly instead but, of being the hyperbolic. Oh my god, girlfriend, let's go get your nails done. Like, well, I'm Jack on the show was kind of like that, but you but saw it was a parody of that series. Yeah, exactly. Yes. exactly. And then which you got to remember loves. now that has actually caused another show from the '80s to come back, Roseanne. Roseanne is now being rebooted. Wow. Yeah, and everybody, including Jonathan Jonathan Galicki, is now on board. I'm actually super excited. Everybody, Dan Connor, John Goodman, both both daughters. Remember, there was the one, two girls who played Becky, Sarah Clark, and also another one. They both have come back. Now, Sarah Chalk has agreed to play because she was there for most of the time as Becky. And they've said that the other girl's going to come back, but she's going to play another person on the reoccurring role, which hmm. is hysterical to me. But Sarah Gilbert, uh, Roseanne, of course, has come back. And guess who's in the writer's room for that show? Whitney Cummings is running running that writer's room. Oh, that's awesome. She's Whitney be Cummings the, is a fantastic writer. Yep, and she evidently really she got she got pulled to do the uh, run the writer's room. So there's there's good vibe on that, and that's why they're coming up with the office. That's oh, the, okay. that's that's what the that's what well the they've piqued my curiosity. I want to see what not? happens. Time People love will, that for sure. Time will tell. You know, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to lead us into our next segment? Yes. And this is the next segment we're going to. We're going to the trailer park. This is where we investigate trailers, we review them, and we let you know what we think. You'll get our reactions live. (laughs) Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. (laughs) Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeehaw. 
What are we reviewing? <laughs> okay, so that worked out really well. <laughs> the trailer we are reviewing today is the Avengers Infinity War trailer. And just for reference, guys, here's a short clip. <laughs> and now we're gonna watch it. Uh, are you kidding me here? Are this you is happening in post. It? I'm gonna show them a clip while we watch the whole thing. That's great, but we're still on video, so just run it. Yeah, I'm we're running. You're killing this shit. me. Full screen. I can't see. Got these old eyes. She looks good with short hair. <laughs> no one's really? Hear this. <laughs> a- a- anybody looking at her hair? Really? Come on now. That's what I'm saying. They're looking at her fucked up Put bottom Put the teeth. leather back on. Please. <laughs> Just kidding. Show us your tats. <laughs> Show us your tats. Yeah. No, is this, it was a reference Damn. to a movie. <laughs> it's a reference to Can a movie. Can we watch the trailer? God fucking damn it, dude. He looks good. He does. Dude, can we turn that down, though? Oh, please. My ears, seriously. Not even Jay Kane. <laughs> that fucking hurts so bad. There we go. Are you going to be playing the trailer over this? No, it's a 15-second clip. So they can hear this? No, they can't. Oh, okay. But you should always think everybody's listening. Well, the video is going to capture us talking. Of course. Exactly. You know what that's going to do? Get caught. Wow. Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. That looks great. Wow. See Chris Evans' hair flowing in the wind? Yeah. Flowing? Yeah, Yeah, flowing in the wind. I said the right thing. What would you mix it up with? Blowing. <laughs> it does look pretty fantastic. It does look good. Thor lost an eye. I really don't watch superhero movies. All right, cancel that. Cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. You have to cancel it. Cancel it, cancel it, cancel it, cancel it. Oh, he didn't get it. Button. He's going to fucking exit it. No! I had other stuff pulled up, Dad. <laughs> Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. No, it's all, stop, stop, just stop. It's all good. Dad, just stop, it's all good. Yeah, we're right back with the show, guys. No, wait, wait. Mason's gonna bring us back in. I'm gonna bring us. Back. All right, you're gonna bring us back. We're still doing the podcast. It's gonna be audio. You understand that, right? These no, it's gonna us. get edited. Yeah. Because the whole point is, here's a clip. Can and we then just I'm gonna keep resume. going? We're going because you, you by not continuing with the, okay, flow man, of the show, it throws it up. You're gonna clap. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. Wow, that just looks incredible. It it looked great. It did. I mean, wh- there's so much to unpack here. Where do we even start? Let's guys? start with our no. first impressions. All right, Cameron, what did you think initially? Oh man, there's so much to digest. But I would say Josh Brolin as Thanos looks to be one of the most dynamic villains we've seen in film. 
I'd have to agree with you. I'm going to throw down the gauntlet right there. Well, my biggest take from it is the superheroes are wearing their masks less and less. And acting and the writing is taking over more and more. I think that's a good thing, though, don't you? Yes. Because because the characters and and the actors, their identities are like kind of meshing together and melding more. And and, and we're actually relying more Mm -hmm. on the writing and the acting than we are the the shock and awe of the costumes. I agree. And I think that's the secret behind Marvel and it's working. Let's let's count up how many things we saw. We saw Captain America in a new suit. We saw the Iron Spider. We saw Iron Man out of his suit for most of the movie. Yeah. We saw Vision losing his uh, uh, Infinity Stone off right. of his forehead. And also in in human form. We saw Thor meeting with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Missing an eye. It was a very informative trailer. I'm sorry to cut you off, but they just showed so much. So much. And I feel like the movie still has so much left to unveil. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How crazy is that that they showed and a giant battle of Chitauri and humans. And we haven't even seen Black Panther the movie yet. And Black exactly. Panther is the king is standing there already. And it just looks fantastic. So spoiler alert, Black Panther does not die in his film. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. And he maintains being king over... His realm, so it's just unbelievable. So sorry, Michael B. Jordan. It does who, not look. Who like didn't we won. see? Arrow. We well, did yeah. not, not see Arrow, Hawkeye. But, uh, Hawkeye. We didn't see. Um, I, I don't think we saw War Machine in there at all. Nope, didn't see War Machine. Didn't he break his back though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's healed. Yeah. Oh, he, he's he had oh, robotic sorry. legs in the event. Yeah, they talk course. about that in, in uh, Doctor Strange. There was no Ant Man. Uh, seen that. In that clip, no Ammon, which yes. is very interesting. Very interesting. Because he was one of the main people fighting inside, uh, alongside Captain Civil America War. in Civil War. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got his own his own movie finished production is due out soon too. So that's pretty big. Like that that could probably explain why he's missing. Yeah, because we do know he went subatomic in the first movie and almost got lost. Yeah, and we know true. that Michelle Pfeiffer shows back up and she is the original Wasp. Yes. Well, I can tell you one thing. Most of these movies have been like. More cotton candy to me than anything else. They've just been set for Winter Soldier, man. Exactly, some are, that's very true. But some are flicks Hardcore that movie. are just enjoyable. Guardians of the Galaxy, not much depth to them. But this 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 movie looks like it could really suck me in, especially with the emergence of um, what, what Thanos. Thanos, thank yeah. you, Josh Brolin as Thanos. That looks amazing, amazing, and, and a great actor brought in, and they really are, are with the ability to do that. That CGI capturing. So now, it's gotten so. Good. It really does it's look gotten... like a version of Josh. Rolling, really? Man. I know it's, it's it's just amazing to me because you saw the commercial. It was on our on our Twitter feed where he, they actually gave him the glove yeah. and he holds it up and he puts it up. The dude is in shape and it looks like a smaller version of Thanos. Yeah, he really does. One thing that I really think needs to be taken note of is that most of the Marvel movies up to this point have been hero centric. The villains oh, yeah. kind of took the backdrop yeah. and they suffered because of it. But the movies were so good and they investigated the heroes' storyline so much that we didn't care if they were weak villains. We really didn't. No. The villains were just a MacGuffin that you would fight here and there mm-hmm. while in- investigating the characters' dynamics more and, and more. And right? the villains turn out to be more comical and turn out to either be turned good. Or just and, get completely obliterated. Yeah, I mean, or, or the, get yeah lost. exactly. The danger factor was never really there. No, you the didn't heroes feel it. were you always at the vanguard this, of the film. This is the first time that I feel like we're going to have a villain-centric movie, which I personally love. As a guy who's... The Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies of all time. That was a villain-centric movie facing on, uh, featuring Two-Face and the Joker. I really want to see a Thanos-centric movie here. I want to see consequences. I want to see heroes die. Well, it's going to happen. Because I'm going to be honest. Because if they do more fluff where, oh, my God, he exactly. lost the ability to fluff, walk. Yeah. But don't worry. He has robotic legs. And, and nobody really dies. 
Yeah. And nobody really. I'll does. be really disappointed. And Bucky gets his arm back, and he's standing right next to next next to Cap. I mean, I mean, you can't ask for any more. Every character's back in place, and they're going full tilt. I, I, I just excitement, sheer excitement. I feel, I literally felt like a little kid watching this trailer. It's for great. The trailer. It was a great trailer. Not to mention. Boy, the people who cut these trailers are getting better and better. They can I, make, they I can take a terrible trailers movie. to movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they could take a terrible movie and make it look great, and they could take a great movie and make it look even better. Well, I'm one of those people. I get annoyed if I'm late to the movies. You guys know that. Yeah. I'm like, I like to get there 20 minutes early, get something to drink, sit down, and start watching the freaking trailers because so I want to see what's coming next. Cameron knows that I get really mad. <laughs> so mad. I remember <laughs> he's like, "We're gonna miss the damn tra- trailers." You gotta come on. Yeah, I, I'd rather I. I I want to see the trailers because that's the most exciting thing. It blows you away. That was terrific. Especially yeah. if you see those trailers in IMAX 3D. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just Certain incredible. movies are events and they need to be seen. I agree. Way. What we need down here is a 4D theater, my friends. Yes, we do. A 70 millimeter 4D theater. Oh, my God. I'd settle for IMAX 4D. That's I what I want. That. That'd be amazing. I mean. Jesus. That, I didn't even know 4D was a thing. Well, it is because it's right now there's one in New York. One in California and one in Chicago. And Kevin Smith talks about them all the time. He goes to one in California. It's an event. It costs, it's like a $25, $28 ticket. But it's like a concert type of deal. Well, it, what it is, is we've all been on the Shrek ride. Yeah. Where, yeah. where, where they spray things. They spray smell things. Vision, you smell. Sensing. The seat actually moves. Oh, uh, think about wow. that. And when you're in everything and you turn, it turns. And, and it's just an incredible feel. Now, it's like imagine, a ride. Exactly. For the entire movie. Could you imagine that? No. For me, I can't some movies that. would be, I would pay the $28 to do it. Yeah. Not every, every movie. It would be annoying. For some films, yeah, I'm sure. but uh, but for certain films, it would definitely be worth it. Yeah, and now it's important to know that Josh Brolin is now playing two baddies was, within I the I Marvel universe. Yep. He's playing Gable, yes, and um, Thanos. So this is crazy. I guess with the CGI, it works because we don't see Josh Brolin exactly. And he's the bad guy in Deadpool. That's Gable. Gable. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, the son of Cyclops see. and Jean. Wow. That's pretty so incredible. He's getting his pockets lined. So yeah. bad. All the monies. Literally. All the monies. And he's deserving. He's such a good no, actor. No, he's a good actor. He's a great actor. And if, if you've seen the released photos of him as Gable, dude, holy moly. And he's actually coming back in Scario 2. Sicario? Sicario? Is that yeah. Sicario. Gotta love my Scario. Scario. No, uh, Sicario. 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 If, and what is it? Uh, Benicio Del Toro, Toro thank you. Yeah. Uh, a great movie, and they're actually doing a part two. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one too. I love the first and, one, and, and I like that better than No Country for Old Men, which Josh me Warren's too. Was. But I like that movie, so but it was that, good. That, that speaks to how but, good Sicario was. Yes, but Sicario was just that much better. Yeah, I think it was a more complete picture in my opinion. I, t- I have the same. I now plan to fall asleep to this trailer for about three weeks. It's it's worth watching really good. again. You guys again. have to check that out. Okay. But now that brings us to uh, the next segment, which is our pick of the week. This is where we pick one TV show or movie that you guys must watch this week. Catch it. Watch it. Tell us what you think about it. And for this week, we chose the movie Bright, just released today yes. on Netflix. Is this being recorded? You know what that means. We watched it today. Yeah, yes. we did. Just December got done December 22nd it. is when we're recording this. We just watched Bright, and we have to recommend it to you guys. This is the pick of the week. Yeah, it is. It's a great movie. I know. Before I even started watching it, I heard that critics were giving this movie a lot of shit. <sighs> and right away, I was skeptical of the critics, as, the I, as I usually am. And I got to tell you, as soon as I finished watching this, I knew that they were wrong. They were. This was a great buddy cop movie and i was i was just ecstatic about it 
Yeah. It has Joel Edgerton and Will Smith. We don't want to give away too much because we are reviewing this pretty soon. Yeah, but I'm not going to... I won't del- delve too deep into it. I'm just saying they have to check it out. It's literally... I don't want to give too much away, but it is a buddy cop movie with orcs and elves. And, I think that's not too and magic. Yeah. And, and, I'll, magic. And I'll give you a little teaser. I think this is one of the first original universes that have been introduced that I don't automatically reject. You know, no, yeah, I'm not. I, I I'm on board with it. Completely accepting of it. That's and the rumor true. is they've already ordered a second picture. Well, I hope they make it. You know, you know, I, and it's David Ayer's. It's the David Ayer. David Ayer, and he's actually Mr. End of Watch. You know, yeah. with Director Jake Gyllenhaal, End of Watch, and Suicide Squad. Well, you can see Michael that Pena. in this film. And it's a gr- End of those Watch are great movies with wizards. And yes, shit. and if you if you liked End of Watch, which was a fantastic movie, if you haven't seen it, you need to get out there and watch it. Plus, how and can just, you how can you not like Will Smith? No, he was so good right on his game. And Joel Edgerton was fantastic again. Great. Guy Even though you could not, know him. Does not turn right. in a bad performance. He no, just, not he's at all. just consistent. Ever as since out. he broke onto the scene with Warrior, the guy's been Such a killing, killing it. it. That's one of my favorite movies. Man. And he did The Thing. He did another movie. You know, he did The Great Gatsby. Uh, he did. He's been in too. classics. Great actor. Great actor. So uh, that's a great week. watch. Gotta watch. You it. got something to watch. It is exclusively you, on Netflix. Netflix only, babe. Man, unbelievable. <laughs> just watch. Watch it. And that takes crazy. us into our next one, which is... We're going to get into the MMA submission. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> MMA submission. <laughs> it's coming. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's coming. It's going to happen. Don't worry, guys. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. This we week <laughs> on the MMA submission, we want to go over UFC 219, and we want to talk about the practicality and probability that Floyd Mayweather will step into the octagon <laughs> and, and face <laughs> and face someone. I wish I had water so I could do a spit take when you yeah, said that. Yeah, that's such BS. And, and face someone in mixed martial arts. Really? All right. So first, let's hit the card, and let's, then we'll get, let's hit the card, and yeah, then we'll, we'll debunk some nonsense. Yeah. yeah, yeah all right. Please. Okay. So, so who kicks off the main card UFC 219? I don't know. The, the, they haven't listed the definitive main card and prelims yet. They just kind of had the bouts and they're starting to arrange them. They want to add two more bouts before they finalize everything. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. So we're going to start near the top of the card. We don't want to do too in-depth of an overview. Just give you the hits mm-hmm. and the big hitters. So we're going to start with a matchup. Carlos Condit returning to the returning. octagon after Super getting excited. smushed by Damian Maya. Wow. As most people do. Against <laughs> Neil Magny, who has also been smushed by Damian Maya. And, and he just got smashed by RDA on the ground. Wow. It was really rough. But this is, this is going to be a firework fight. Remember Neil Magny mm-hmm. when he first broke in the UFC was smoking fools. He was on like an eight win streak. Yeah, He's hit a bit of a hard time. He's had some rough, rough patches. Uh, he had an amazingly close fight with Kelvin Gastelum. Well, if you think about it, he just has trouble with the upper echelon guys, man. He really you does. Mean, you mean he can't beat the top five? Yeah, yeah quite, most people quite literally yeah, in yeah, the but, world. But that presents a bit of a problem. Especially as a professional fighter. Exactly. Yeah. If you but can't break the top five. He has the cardio of a fucking gazelle. Uh, He's got yeah. reach out the wazoo. And he, he is as down as anybody else. But on the other side, you have Carlos Condit, the, the natural-born killer. Seasoned Possibly vet. some of the best kickboxing in the welterweight division. Yeah, and his his defense is nothing to turn your nose at. I mean, he fought Damian Maya. Well, Damian Maya is probably some of the best jiu-jitsu He's probably in the best arts. jiu-jitsu in MMA. So. 
But but ring rust will be a factor in this one, I'd expect. Damien, uh, not Carlos Damien. Conda was Carlos in Conda. retirement talks for a long time. Came out of uh, retirement to get this fight. Says he's not sure what he wants his future to be. So. He's worked a couple jobs other than fighting. <laughs> after Seriously, in between That's the funny. time he retired and this fight. Wow. So he's coming back. MMA, like ring rust, will be a factor without a doubt. But Who, who's, like, who's got a better ground game in your opinion? Oh, Carlos Conda. Neil Magny's ground game is... Uh, and who's got a better kicking game? Kicks. Carlos Con- Carlos Condon's much more well-rounded. You could t- I'm going to give my pick right now. Carlos Condon's going to yeah. win the fight. He's a veteran. He's fought top talent. He's been an interim welterweight champion at one point. Just he's an overall... He's seen everything. He's, yeah. he's fought with the best of them. He's fought uh, Robbie Lawler in a ruthless five-round battle, winning the fight until the very last rounds. many people think. Some people think he won that fight. He had a great fight with Tyron Woodley. That's the fight he tore his ACL due to a kick. Just very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. He's he's one of the best fighters in the world, wow. without a doubt. So I'm going with Carlos Condon. What do you guys think? I would say yes, I, I, because right now everybody, the way that the everything seems to be trending to a kicking game, and a well-rounded ground game. Well, yeah, leg kicks are the most underutilized thing in MMA, and they can completely swing. We, as we just saw with the fight with Robbie Lawler and Rafael yeah. Dos Anjos, oh leg, leg kicks and were the deciding and with, with it with the knees too. Yeah, and then you have a ground RDA game. Just looks so good. So if you good. do knees and you have a great kicking game, it just seems like those are the guys that are actually swinging everything. All right, the next bout is Cynthia Calvillo. 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 I don't want to say Cavillo. You know, I don't yeah. want to know the guys. Leave that to hey, me. Hey, have you seen Armadilla? <laughs> <laughs> Calvillo versus uh, Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza, you will know from the Ultimate Fighter Strawweight division, where she became the first champ before getting smoked by Ioana Champion. Um, and uh, this fight is shaping up to be a pretty interesting style matchup because Cynthia is great wrestling. Carla is known for her world-class wrestling. Mm-hmm. They're both really athletic girls in their prime. This is probably one of the toughest uh, it's close. We're gonna call. It's it's definitely tougher to call. Cynthia is is an amazing fighter. She's relatively fresh. She's new and undefeated. And undefeated. Six and out. But she has not faced anyone at Carla Sparza's level. Yeah. This is a huge talent job, I will say for Carla's been fighting the top girls in the division. She's been fighting Tisha Torres. She's been in the octagon with the best yeah. of them. If Cynthia comes away Three with this win, much. she will be catapulted into a whole new level yeah. of stardom and competition. We're talking about fighting straight up killing. She'll she'll be fighting the best of the best right yeah. away. Without Hopefully she doesn't fight Thug Rose. Yeah. yeah. Thug, Thug Rose. Thug Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to DC. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I think I'm going to go with Carla in this one. Are she's, you really? She's seasoned, but I would not put it past. This is one where I wouldn't bet on it. Don't okay. bet with our pick on this I one. I wouldn't bet with the pick, but I'm going to have to go with Carla as well just because of the experience. She has amazing wrestling, and I think her stand-up defense is good enough to avoid getting knocked out. That, and it's 125-pound weight class, so you don't really have to. 115. 115. 115, sorry. 115, so you really – Knockouts don't happen all that often. Yeah. I say, and then Thug Rose knocked the shit out of Joanna, but not likely. Next, no. we're going to get into what I think will be the most exciting fight on the card. Jimmy Rivera. I think this is a sleeper. Not a lot of, pe- a lot of people are sleeping on this fight, and I don't think they realize how high caliber this guy is. Jimmy Rivera versus John Lineker. Mm-hmm. John Lineker, you know, hands of stone. Obviously. He throws those hooks, baby. He's probably has the strongest hooks in the bantamweight division. But Jimmy Rivera is Other a, than Cody Garbrandt. Jimmy Rivera is a amazing. New Jersey kid training with Tiger Schwarma. Tiger Schwarma. He's straight from the, the forests of Brazil. You can barely understand. Jimmy Rivera? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Lineker. I'm talking about Jimmy Rivera. Oh, okay. You have on the other side Jimmy Rivera, a New Jersey kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of Guido-esque, but this guy is so technically talented. You, 
we all found out about him when he beat Uriah Faber out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Just an incredible show That's, of skill. And I, I was a guy who had been following him prior to that when he mm-hmm. fought Frankie Signs, some of the that was a great other guys in the division. Mm-hmm. His technique's on another level. I He, he rivals a lot of the moment of uh, TJ Dillashaw, current bantamweight yeah. champ. And he's young. Man, very young. He'll give he'll give a lot of people a lot of problems in the coming future. And I, he only seems to be getting better with each every fight. single fight. Whereas Lineker, fight. his style is very static but One very effective. One dimensional, but if he wins fights, it's by knockout and it's an exciting fashion. So that's the way I I, I envision this going. If Lineker takes this fight, it's going to be a, uh, by knockout somewhere in the second round. But I'm predicting my pick is Jimmy Rivera winning by a late TKO in the third round. Or by decision. I think this is going to be a statement win for Jimmy Rivera, where he kind of comes out of his shell, shows the world the tools he has in his toolbox. You think he can pick some, apart Lineker with the footwork? Uh, just like TJ did. Just Follow like the same that's, blueprint. That's what I think. And I think that he'll show everyone that he is a contender at 135 pounds. Boy, not to get too far off, but that fight between Lineker and TJ, that showed how high level. Good googly move. He went for a fucking calf slicer. Dude, I'm telling you, John Lineker... He rolled for the truck and went went for a calf slicer in an MMA fight. John Lineker might as well have been throwing pool noodles because they weren't hitting him at all. TJ looked masterful in that fight. Uh, just nothing hit him. Nothing. You couldn't get amazing. a solid hit on him the entire fight. But next, probably one of the most anticipated fights in the oh, lightweight division. Yeah. If he can make the weight, yeah. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Khabib Nurmagomedov. All these Dagestanian guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Look how long that shit is. Nurmagomedov. Please, I love you guys. You guys are tough as fuck. Change your name, please. Okay. Change it. Now that we moved on, it should be Khabib Smith. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's Khabib Nurmagomedov. Is he really 24-0? Yes. Uh, He's the Dagestan squisher. He's known for his amazing next-level wrestling. He just slams guys. He has an otherworldly strength. Uh, he it, just smushes It's people. natural, yeah. almost, because he's not a very muscular guy, yet he just rips people and throws them to the ground. You wow. saw this in the Michael Johnson fight. Completely picked him apart on disgusting. the ground. He, he was literally immobilizing Michael Johnson and screaming, this is my fight. But this the, is my <laughs> fight. I will be champion. It is the first time he has been hurt in a fight, though. He did get clipped he by did Michael Johnson. Clipped. Yeah, he got so clipped. He, and now he's fighting... One of the dangerous, most dangerous kickboxers in the division by far. Edson oh, really? Barbosa. Oh, my God. You know him from his Terry Edom knockout fame. Also from the time he landed a fucking fly knee on Benil Dariush. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just an absolute <laughs> Brazilian monster. Training in New Jersey with old. Frankie Edgar. Yeah, he was able to time him because Benil Dariush kept throwing the jab and then right. immediately after, after the jab that. would shoot. Right. And then Edson Barbosa, being the amazing striker that he is, was like, this fucker's shooting every time he yeah. jabs. So he, the, he let the jab, hit his guard, just threw that knee and knocked over. him out. Out. Over. Out. Over. Get the smelling salts. Uh, dude, Edson just killed the guy. Edson <laughs> killed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, this is, this is a big question mark, man. I really don't know what's going to happen. Because will Khabib make the weight A? Because we know how Huge much he factor. struggled. Huge that factor. tiramisu... This is looking it's, real good. It's right delicious. Now. I already had a dietitian. This is a, this is the skinniest he's ever been for a fight. He's hovering around the one seventies. Still, the impact on his liver, we just don't know. I have no idea yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. And if he does get to the fight, how will that affect his cardio? Exactly. Will he be drained? We. I mean, his cardio should be fine. I don't even know. Will he be able to smush two, two days before the before the fight? The morning, one one day. The morning. One, uh, one day before. One day before. This is a really tough one to pick. But if I had to, if I'm a betting man. I would put it on Khabib 
If he can make it to the fight, God bless him. If he can get I, in the octagon, I, I think he can hold Edson down. If if you're hell bent on betting on this fight, Khabib is the safe bet. Safe bet. But if with Edson, the explosive power of Edson, especially in his body kicks, you can hear him from across the arena. Just a whack. I wouldn't put it past Barbosa to walk away with this here. win. But if Khabib gets a hold of you, it's going to be a long ass night. Wow. If he doesn't finish you, right. And that brings us to our premier fight. headlining bout of the this night. This fight stresses me out. It's the featherweight women's championship between Chris Cyborg and Holly Holm. This is a really interesting fight. Holly Holm is coming off of, uh, uh, I think, knocking out Betch Cohea, right? She, she came off of a slide. She lost three in a row and then knocked out Betch Cohea with a beautiful question mark kick. When Betch Cohea was taunting her. While Betch was taunting her. Gesturing her breasts. I love that. Gesturing her breasts like, oh, 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 oh. Question mark kick. Just <laughs> knocked her the fuck out, and then she just freaked out. Holly Holm, f- fun fact, before she had those three losses, undefeated. Undefeated. Wow. So it was definitely a battle back for her. And then does, does Chris Cyborg even need an introduction? No, she's one of the scariest the female fighters I just have world. one question. I feel like I know what Check you're Check the ask. piss. Yes. Did she <laughs> pass her drug test? Uh, and I want to know before the fight. The reports are that she is passing drugs. So she's been tested no. by USADA. Oh, yeah, before the fight. And she has been tested in her she, camp so far. She needs to – that needs to be put out after the weigh-ins. I, this is another fighter where I worry about her making the weight, even at 145. For she, those I think who don't know, she's a professional. She'll make the weight. She's had trouble before dude, because she, she walks, walks around at like 170 for yeah, a woman. She or, more. At, or more. She walks around at 178. That's what her coach said. Yeah. She usually hovers around 178 to 180. That's, that's – that's, wow. That's yeah. a hell of a cut. And she's not fat. And we're talking no, about she's, she is she's fucking lean. And, and even ripped. for male fighters, that is a tough cut. And it women is. have more fat. Like they carry more fat. So it's naturally. tough. It's it tougher is. to cut. So I really am. I I hope she can make it to the fight. Yeah. If she does, she's so explosive. I know. She's not so to say great. that Chris Cyborg isn't technical, but she does have that more bull in a china shop kind of fight style. Yeah. And. Holly Holm is a masterful boxer and boxer, kickboxer. Great, she's great. like an eight to- eighteen-time world champion. daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's ridiculous on the feet, man. She's the one who knocked out Ronda Rousey. Yep. That's really pushed her to the forefront, made her star the brightest. I mean, if she beats Chris Cyborg, you really have to talk about and consider Holly Holm as the biggest and most famous female fighter. You know what I mean? She right. knocked out. She knocked out Ronda in spectacular fashion, and now if she beats Chris Cyborg, who's one of the best female fighters of all time most intimidating that can't go unnoticed i agree man holly holm is so strong but chris cyborg man how Mm. can you beat a girl with that frame with that aggression with those jiu-jitsu skills i think cyborg hurts this girl you think she hurts her and puts it away i think he she hurts her i think that's the safe this is her first fight in the ufc no, 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 no second, sec- second fight. Second. No, no, three, three, she's three. She's had three. She's fought Le- Leslie Smith, Tanya Avenger, and now I believe she's fighting Holly Holm. Yeah, wow. She knocked Leslie Smith out. Yeah, and, and then, then she, Tanya Avenger, Cyborg said she wanted to showcase her skills more. It took took a while to put put her away. Wow. But if I have to pick in this fight, I, I'm going to go with Chris Cyborg yeah. uh, with a first round finish. First round finish. I say she's going to finish her in the third. Really? You think it'll go three? Yeah, early third. Wow. Holly Holm, I would say, run! Yeah, yeah. just keep moving. <laughs> Don't let she her She's good footwork, though. Well, she all test her endurance. That's what you have to do. We'll see, man. Make it go five. I really am interested in this fight. It's going to it's gonna be crazy, man. This is going to be a crazy card. I'm going to put my money on Chris, though. Me too. I'm, I'm right there with you. 
With that, we have wrapped up the review and predictions for UFC 219. Now let's get into debunking this fucking rumor that is plaguing take, the MMA scene. This won't take long at all. No, May, Floyd Mayweather, he's always been spouting nonsense because he wants his name right there on the headlines. In the press. Right there on the headlines. That's all this is about. That's all it's about. There's not a chance that he'll get in there and fight an actual... He, he knows nothing of a there takedown. Was, he's, never, he's never been on his back, ever. There was a leaked tweet. To ESPN and all the yes. major sports outlets that he was in dark with the UFC. Then, of course, ESPN, they start riling stuff up. They start taking pictures of uh, mm-hmm. photoshopping Floyd wearing MMA gloves. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Near a ring, pictures of him and Dana White talking. Uh, and you know Floyd's going to ham it up. He'll be like, oh, anything is possible. I yeah. But wait. Yeah. But then Dana deal. White comes out and mm-hmm. says... Me and Floyd have been in talks. You know, who knows? If Mayweather McGregor can happen, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Anything can happen, yeah. And then Mayweather kind of had to step out because the chatter was almost getting too loud for him. Too loud for his life. He's like, oh, I never said anything about Floyd. Because then he started calling him on it. Holy fuck, am I actually going to have to fight in the UFC? We have to to squelch this. Yeah, so he said, guys, chill. I'm not talking with the UFC. It's all good. But even if he was... This is complete and utter horse. But then I've heard another rumor that apparently the UFC early 2018 is looking at acquiring some sort of boxing promotion. Well, so actually, uh, they're actually acquiring boxing. Boxing, beer, yeah. like the sport of well, boxing. The biggest, <laughs> well, it's no the one biggest, else can box. It's the biggest. Uh, it, it's like the UFC is the biggest part of the MMA world. Mm-hmm. They're looking to take over one of the biggest companies that have the most boxers and promotions and yeah, managers. That's what I was made aware of. So apparently the boxing association, they're doing all this talks with the UFC and Floyd fighting. But if he does fight for the UFC, it'll be as a part of that boxing subsidiary. I just think not. they should worry about themselves. I just do. I, I don't think, think Floyd they, should stay fucking retired and stop and buying I, Bugattis every day. I don't think UFC should get involved in boxing. I just think it's a bad move. They've, Floyd, been making, they've been making bad business moves since the buyout. Yeah. Floyd, stay in your mansion. UFC, keep your dick in your pants. And give give the boxers back their banners. I agree. <laughs> or the fighters back their banners. You know what I mean? It's it's. it's oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The give them back their those. sponsorships. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Give, give them give them their banners back. With that, that wraps up our MMA submission. I hope you guys enjoyed that That's segment. It for that phase. Next, I believe we're getting into this week. This week in film. <laughs> right on it. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Say hello to my little friend. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. He's looking at you, kid. Welcome to this weekend film. <laughs> <Thanks, laughs> that went better us. than we than we could have hoped for. Yeah, Good. this is where we talk about things that happen in the the history of film, things that have been happening, have happened, and what we think about them. Well, fifteen years ago, this week in film, there was a trilogy that came out over a span of three years. You might have heard of it, The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Fellowship of the Rings. The Two Towers, The Return of the King, 2001, 2002, 2003. Its runtime of all three films was 558 minutes. Good wow. chunk. It's a good chunk of time. Yikes. Oh, Let me tell you guys this. Time. A quick interjection. Me and my friends once tried to do a Lord of the Rings marathon. <laughs> you fell out. We huh? fell asleep during the Two Towers, bro. Good. It's a good nap. Uh, it's long. a good nap. We woke up. Uh, I Seriously, we woke uh, up at funny. the end of the Fellowship. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> not the f- end of the Fellowship. The end of the Return of the King. Oh, yeah. my We were God. like, oh, great great marathon. I'll see you got a full, got a bunch of rest, woke up. I feel like still I could going. tackle the day. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's all filmed in New, Zo- New Zealand. $281 million budget grossed. Two point nine billion. Oh, that's all. 
Not even in, that's not has nothing to do with merchandise. Nothing. Yikes! Look at all the money movies the can monies. make. Oh yeah. my goodness! God it's like Disney God. realized something. Yeah, and it's crazy part, everybody. And if you've been following our Twitter feed, you can tell that at we always CSWS podcast. And you can always hear the fact that <laughs> they've complained that this is the worst. Uh, time for movies and in the last 20 years they've said that the the box office has been the lowest it's been in 20 years Mm -hmm. really we've already had two companies go over a billion dollars at the box it's so preposterous Uh, it's just critics trying to create a hysteria amongst i really believe it's it's, even more people to the movies it's just crazy to give them job security i feel like i've heard about this three years ago yeah they were saying it seems like every year well marvel won over two billion actually and 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 also dc has won over a billion dollars. just the justice league alone pulled in 600 yeah so i mean it's just crazy haters Uh, gonna hate yep that's the way it goes haters ain't gonna hate whatever and <laughs> so, and the second one is Titanic. Titanic, and that was twenty years ago. Paint 19... me like one of your French girls. You've been dying to say that. He's been, you he's know, been I, I, it all I had day, all freaking day. Once I saw it in the show notes, I was like, "Oh, baby, yep, it's coming." Running time? <laughs> Are you okay? It's coming. Do, do you need a minute in the box yeah. of tissues? No. Oh, okay. yeah, Cameron That's likes Mamma Mia, Will and Grace, <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio yeah. Yeah. I'm a connoisseur of film, baby. Well, that's not what some people... It's got a running time of 195 minutes. Yep. All right. A budget of $200 million. And oh my good golly God, $2.187 billion. Billion dollars. Billion. Unbelievable. How ridiculous is that? Grossing that. One Yikes. movie, not One a fucking movie. trilogy. Not a trilogy. One movie. That's a really good point. That and, is monstrous. And think about that. I mean, and <sighs> these were not inflated ticket prices. No, that's Tickets true. were like eight bucks. Yeah, eight bucks. Half, half of what they were today. Half of what they were today. S- some of the podcasters Whoa. we listened to talked about how when this mil- movie came out, they would bring they brought their girlfriend at the time like five yes. times in a row. Yeah, because it was the perfect couples movie. It You're was guaranteed a makeout during that twenty minute lull. Yeah, on the ship. <laughs> twenty minute lull. We're being generous. It's longer. And then you make yeah. the girl yeah. cry and get all vulnerable at the door scene. It's perfect. Yeah, it is the perfect date movie. It is. There you go. Um, that's and, this week in film. That's this week in film. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then we move on to... <laughs> what segment are we doing Bitch. next? Are you sure about that? We're moving into our... I thought we have the People's Report. We can do the People's Report. The, people's, the people's Report. Report. It's everything that's going on... Well, not everything. A little bit of things. A little. A, a little, little bit of things. A little, little teensy Just little some dose of tabloid the news. news. The first a- one is... The Rock do a fish out lens. Finally, getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Some people say it came a little late. Me, Cameron, I think it came <laughs> super late. <laughs> Give this man all the stars. Oh, yeah, there I'm you telling go. you this from the Tooth Fairy. <coughs> yeah, The Rock is fanboy. all of the stars in fanboy. Cameron's sky. The Moon, fanboy. the Sun. Fanboy. He was great in Moana. Fanboys. He was great in Jumanji. Central fanboy. Intelligence. I like him a normal amount, a healthy okay. amount. The next one is... Rock 2020? Okay. Cameron is a fat head of The Rock. Wow. No, I don't. The next is Eva Lagoria. That's fake news. <laughs> is pregnant with her first child, and it's going to be a boy. Eva she's, Longoria. She's Isn't she like 46? Wow. Don't be bitter. To have a baby? No, all these all That's these famous risk, ladies, I'm telling you, dude, wow. they're getting those super doctors. And you could direct those comments directly to Cameron. Yeah, you saw Kelly Preston. She was like 50. She had a child. I just want to wow. know, what are they injecting into this woman's uterus? That's what I'm saying. Isn't that another show? <laughs> <laughs> 
We can do it. We'll anyway, we're then. happy for Eva Longoria. You know, I've never seen The Desperate Housewives, but I've heard good things. And then Mindy. Uh, Kaling. Kaling, thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, is that the Indian girl? Yes. I don't like her. I don't like From her. From the Hulu show. She's got an attitude. Project Mindy. Here, Project let me tell Mindy. You, I read Mindy Kaling's book. Welcome uh, to Baby Girl. We're happy for you, actually, Mindy. <laughs> I, I wanted to wish you all the best if we can get past these two guys. I read your biography. And, and let it be okay. I was not a fan. Congratulations on having a bouncy baby girl and being very healthy. Thank you very much. Congrats on the baby. Change your attitude. Wow. Nobody's bitter. Are you sure about that? Uh, yes. yes we this are. is the segment More coffee. where we call upon our good friend John Cena to John ask Cena. Are you sure about that? Yes. Are you sure about are you that? Sure about and that? this week, you know, there's been a lot of media criticism of the new Star Wars movie. Oh, my People God. are saying it disappoints purists. It disappoints popular fans. It disappoints light fans. I don't it's even a know. disappointment. Yeah, and they're also saying, uh, can we have it not be a canon film, which means doesn't follow the progress and the storyline of the previous movies. We want it to be a standalone. So then we can go right back to the same story again and again and again. Let me tell you this. They even started a petition. We will end it on this. They say Star Wars is a disappointment, but. Are you sure about that? <laughs> well, I thought you were going to bring up the point that it's already grossed in less than a week, $500 million. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Are you sure Positive. about that? I demand and a recount. That is going to do it. For Could you us. imagine a week and it's only done <laughs> $500 million? I love this show, guys. <laughs> I lo- if I wasn't a host on it, I'd watch it. <laughs> Let me tell you guys well, Insomniacs. <laughs> You can connect with the show. If you're going to fucking read it, I'm going to punch you in the head. I'm going to punch you in the head if you Wait, read that. What is he reading? He's reading it. Yeah. <laughs> read it, bitch. <laughs> well, Insomniacs, you can connect with the show and its hosts on... <laughs> Come on. Get through it. <laughs> Let him. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at CSWS Podcast. Again, that is CSWS Podcast. To never miss an episode, subscribe to Bucket of Wind's YouTube channel and follow us on Podbean at bucketofwind.podbean.com. That'll do it for us, Insomniacs. And remember, don't check under the bed. That's, that was a great episode.